Hello, it's day 10. Is it day 10? It's day 10, yes. It's day 10 here on Podmas on a Sideways Life podcast. I was going to say Christmas then. Sideways Life Christmas is a Spotify thing. Yes. Anyway, welcome back. Day 10, <laughs> I'm Leanne. I'm Al. It's Hello. been a week. It's been a long week. Oh, it's Friday night and we're enjoying ourselves, uh, um, um, enjoying a little drink, you know, which you can probably tell by Leanne's meandering <laughs> introduction. I'd like my defence more to be it's been it's been a freaking like three months, but it's been a week. Mm. Um, so I am tired. I'll be honest, listener, this is the first time that I've been like, oh, do we have to? <laughs> and of course we do, because we've made a commitment to you. But yes, I'm here. I'm fine. <laughs> Let's do this. I think that's probably something to be to, to be aware of, actually. You tend to think of podcasters going, oh, well, they're probably getting paid in some way, or bet they've got some lucrative sponsorship deal, or maybe they're just oh, millionaires. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and most podcasters are like us. We're just we're just normal people who happen to buy a couple of quite fancy microphones, um, and we just go, fuck it, we're going to start talking for a little bit. And it, it is genuinely today, the 10th day in a row of doing a podcast, and we were a bit like, oh, shit. But... Isn't that a good lesson for life, though? You can't always be asked, but you still got to get up, get out, and get it done. Exactly. When I was eight or nine, my dad used to take me to football practice every really? single Saturday. Yes. Seriously? Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is this is a horrific story. I didn't know you'd even kicked a ball, let alone with like. Oh no, people. I didn't. I didn't. I just did. I, I was very good. If you ever want a footballer, a professional footballer who can avoid where the ball's gonna be. <laughs> That's me. You know, like Wayne Gretzky, I think his name is, who's famous for saying, you you skate to where the pup's going to be. Well, I did the opposite. I ran to where I knew the, the ball was not going to be. So I probably could be a great football manager because I know exactly where it's going to be because I was the <laughs> other fucking side of the field. Anyway, so the, my point was, my point was that my dad dragged me because he says, when you start something, you do not give up. So for about three years, I my hated goodness. it hated it and to this day I can't, I can't play football I could never play football I think I once kicked the ball once and I fell over um, and uh, yeah that's basically <laughs> oh, it I can just see a little owl just being like do I have to I, I want to sit in my room and read about this new thing called coding <laughs> it's true. I've got some Meccano that I want to put together I've almost done the San Francisco Golden Bridge okay so today let's get on to the controversy the controversy? How do you say it? The con controversy. The controversy. So you may already have seen with the title that we are talking about a song called Baby It's Cold Outside. Mm -hmm. Now, some of you, in fact, I was going to say some of you may have switched off already, in which case they're not listening. So that's fine. So we'll crack on. But mm -hmm. <laughs> we, we want to acknowledge the fact that this is a relatively controversial song. And we are neither defending nor condoning it. No, condoning it nor condemning it. Um, but at the same time, we just wanted to... We, 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 the, right, okay, let me see. We, we, we saw the connection of living abroad in countries that aren't quite as... Liberal. Liberal as where you might come from. So if you are, for example, the, 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 the main five, New Zealand, Australia, UK, America... Canada... I say America, most parts of America. Parts of America. <laughs> and Canada. To be are fair, you, parts of everywhere. Yes, to be fair, yeah, parts of everywhere. But you come to somewhere like Eastern Europe and 
it's you seem to be a little bit more in the minority if you think that women should have an opinion, for example. <laughs> they that, should. That was, <laughs> that was obviously a gross generalization, but you do certainly find a lot more mansplaining, for example, in Eastern Europe than you would in the UK. Yes, yes, you do. So the song is Baby It's Cold Outside. We're going for the original version uh written and recorded way back in 1944 uh written by frank loser am i saying that that right let's say yes so frank loser which he um he wrote to duet with his wife um can you just update anyone who's not heard the controversy around this or the controversy around this sure what's the issue so the issue is as time has gone by 1944 that's a long time or 80 years ago Mm-hmm. Some time ago, right? Mm-hmm. So the issue is, is the lyrics are now being heard in a more modern time where rather than sounding playful and and he's trying to influence his lady friend to stay a bit longer, he's trying to coerce her to stay a bit longer. It's it's the it's the Me Too movement, it's the it's the consent, it's it's all tied in with that. And when you listen to the lyrics with that thought in mind, I agree, it can sound like that. In terms of the song itself, was it written for that intent? Well, not reading the what we've read about it, and it was actually, they wrote it as a, a song to sing to their guests at Christmas parties to get them to leave rather than to get them to stay. Um, and I must admit, when I was growing up and listened to it, I always heard it more as like, because again, knowing it's time, knowing it was an old song, I heard it more as a modern woman who owns her sexuality as like a a woman of the time going, well, I I, I shouldn't stay because people are going to talk about that and I'll be labeled and condemned for such behavior, but I actually want to because you're kind of cute and let's keep this going. So I kind of heard it like that, but I understand when the conversation started that it, it, it could sound like that. I mean, what were your original kind of thoughts of that that song? Honestly, I mean, to be fair, I'm a 44-year-old white male, so I've <laughs> I've never really experienced any any kind of prejudice or anything like that against against me. So it's only when someone pointed out, I was like, oh, maybe. And then I think one of the key things in there, the line is, what's in this drink? Um, which... I think people saw as going, oh well, he might have, uh, he might have just slipped some rehypnol in her, um, in a Campari lemonade. Um, obviously, that's I'm saying that because that was a drink for the women of the time, not that women should drink Campari lemonade. Um, wow, well that's got myself in a <laughs> hole, hasn't it? But the, but I think the difference is that that is more of a. My mother says this. Wow, what's in this drink? As a joke to say, you know, oh, I'm feeling quite drunk. What's in this drink? You know, not, not have you put something in it but more like oh goodness it's the drink that's that's got me not the fact that i've had four of them mm. um it was more of a sort of a joke so yeah and i think the thing about about music about any kind of art is it is subjective and it changes with the times and there's many people and situations that are now completely unacceptable that we all sat and watched certain people on tv or sang along to their music hello jimmy <laughs> Yes, not not cool, not great at all. But I think what the most important thing is, 
about this whole topic of conversation is that it started a fucking conversation. Mm. And that is what is so, so important. Is it right that when I was 16, 17 and start going out, my mum had to sit down with me and tell me about how it's not okay for boys to touch me inappropriately? Was it okay for my mum to say, don't leave your drink alone, go out with your friends, look after each other, never get in a taxi home on your own, don't mm. walk at home at late at night on your own? Mm. Is it okay that those things aren't okay? Absolutely not. And I'm as outraged as anybody out there that these things still issues it bugs me where I appreciate a song like baby it's cold outside is it starts this conversation and it keeps mm -hmm. it going and it makes you think absolutely and let's before we get all like as a collective nation get all like oh goodness isn't that awful but oh maybe back in the olden days they didn't really know or they didn't really care let's just flip back nine or ten years with I forget his name, and you'll tell me in a minute. Blurred lines. Oh, Robin Thick. Robin Thick. Is Thicke? it Pharrell Williams? And for well, for well, <laughs> I bet he's been deleted from that particular track name mm. right now. But um, yeah, Blurred Lines. And that was nine, ten years ago. And that Plus, was not cool. That came out, and everyone was like, "That's not cool, dude." Well, you say that, but then we'd be sitting there in <laughs> in bars in Spain, and everyone was like singing along to it. And I don't think I didn't listen to the words. And it's till you said to me, "Al, this is not a cool song." I was like. Oh, fuck. Hang on. Yes. And <laughs> you know see. what? I think that's another another important thing to remember is rather than, and I think particularly as you travel and you interact with other cultures and societies and communities that have different views to your own, is rather than just jumping to outrage, jumping to I'm offended, is actually thinking about, well, why, why do they think this and where's the intent? Because... I don't know about you, but there are many songs that I don't really listen to the lyrics to. Mm -hmm. I just I just like the tune. And there's a song that I have been like, do you remember when we were trying to pick a wedding song? Mm -hmm. And we were reading blogs about how like the 10 worst wedding songs that are the most popular. Mm -hmm. Like, was it? Um, Band of Gold. Band, which one's that one? Um, oh, I can't even sing it, but it's basically a Band of Gold. And um, anyway. But we had, what was that one that's really popular by, um, is it The Police? I'll always watch you. I'm always I'll be watching you. Yeah. Yeah, every step you take. Mm. And it's like, it's a song about stalker people, yet so mm. many people have it at their wedding song. Mm -hmm. we, had, we had one of our relatives suggest for, because we asked for like people to suggest songs for our playlists, um, the, the I'm not in love, not in love, <laughs> don't forget it. But it sounds such a sweet romantic song. I was shocked to find out recently that Harry Styles' Watermelon is about is about oral pleasure. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and then you listen to it again and you go, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> so I think, you know, if, if that's the first thing I think is, is that is, is there intent there or is it mm -hmm. just naivety? And not that that's okay, but it's, it's a bit different, right? I totally agree. I, I, the reason I left a gap there was that I didn't want to jump in when you were talking about talking about someone explaining things to you or someone <laughs> <laughs> and just mansplain to you something. Um, that was not my intention. Um, but I mean, um, I, I think I think there's a couple of aspects there which I totally agree with. The first of all is that you take offence. You're not you know, someone doesn't force offence upon you. So if you take offence at something, it's your choice to be offended by that. Now, of course. You could be completely justified, but you come to, for example, Croatia, one of the more progressive of the um, of the Balkan um, states, the Balkan countries. Mm -hmm. 
we're, we have a friend who um, who part-time lives here, uh, hello Kath, um, who has multiple times sat down with Croatian men who will explain to her why she's wrong about certain things, yeah. even though she's an absolute expert about it, about particularly about one or two things she was explaining, you know, that was, she was an expert at, and someone was saying, no, you're wrong, you don't mm-hmm. understand. She uh, also mentioned as well that she has a, they have a, a friend, um, Goran, who's a Croatian, he is a taxi driver, they know him very well, I've known him for years, and he won't meet Kath as a friend on his own. It has to be with his girlfriend or with Kath's husband mm-hmm. because that's just not done. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a bizarre thing to think that a man or woman can't be friends in that way. But that's just one of the strange little quirks of the culture that we're currently living in. So let's talk about another couple of ones, a bit more lighthearted, this one. But um, quite I like... White wine. Leanne likes like really beefy riocas. I quite like sweet white wine. And by the way, I'm 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 I'm, gonna, I'm expecting your letters. <laughs> I'm looking forward to them <laughs> about this. Um, but I really like a kind of riesling or a gewurztraminer. Gewurztraminer. See, I don't know how you say. It. I just know how it's written. Um, I quite like a sweet white wine. And so very often, if we sit down and we'll go um, and, and a waiter will come over and say, "What do you want to drink?" And we'll go, "We'll have a, re- a glass of rioja or something like that, some taran or some beefy red, and then a sweet white wine." They never put the sweet, the, the beef red in never. front of you. Never. Even though it's meant for you. Mm-hmm. And they put them down and they walk away and we swap them around the glasses. Um, it's a tiny little thing. Um, but it's stuff like that, which you've just got to, I think you've got to accept that you're going to a different country with different values. And even if you don't agree with those values, what are you going to do? You're going to go to Croatia and teach them how you think they should do things? Well... Yes, but also maybe yes. Like I think the thing is, if you're gonna if you're gonna travel, if you're gonna travel the world, if you're gonna go to places that are more conservative, and there are there are levels within that as well, right from somewhere like Croatia, which is which is fairly progressive, still quite old fashioned, fairly liberal, still quite conservative, compared to places where homosexuality is still illegal and people can be killed for it. You know, there's levels to to what you'll experience. But the thing is, if you're going to travel, you need to you need to try and be open minded to understand where people are coming from, I think. Just because if you can't understand somebody, how can you even begin to try and ask them to understand you? I think you need that level of, okay, well, let's have a very frank and open and adult conversation where we're not going to get offended. We're not going to raise our voices. You're going to explain to me where you're coming from. I'm going to explain to you where I'm coming from. And hopefully, maybe we'll learn something from each other. I think that's fair. What I, and just speaking frankly here, what annoys me is when expats come to for example now this is a great example because i totally agree with this proverbial expat this pejorative expat that i'm decide i'm describing here but they'll come to spain they'll come to croatia whatever and they'll be and they'll say they treat their dogs terribly here and i want to change it mm. and i'm like okay i see where you're coming from and yes we have seen experiences of where um, dogs in Croatia are left outside all day and all night. Um, certainly in Spain, we know of experiences, again, just our own experiences, not saying everyone does this, where uh, they don't castrate a dog, but they will drown the puppies because they don't want to do it, etc., etc., etc. Well, our little peanut pulled out of bin at three weeks. Well, exactly. Um, exactly. So I think that there's definitely, 
there's definitely things that we from, for example, the UK would not agree with that people do in Spain, particularly rural Spain, Mm -hmm. but in Croatia. But to come over here and say, it is horrific what they're doing and we need to change it is exactly what you were saying before, Leanne. People aren't necessarily taking a minute and going, so why are they doing this? And the reason why the Spanish don't tend to castrate dogs is because they don't believe in the castration. Is it to do with Catholicism? Is mm-hmm. that where it comes yeah, from? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, so you're not saying that they're going, that the, that the Spanish, the rural Spanish, I don't, we're talking about Andalusia in this specific example. Because it's what we know. Because it's what we know, exactly. Uh, several examples of this in Andalusia. Um, and again, I'm not saying that everyone actually does this, but I'm just saying that this was our, our sphere of um, of experience. And so they had a reason for doing it. They weren't just going, do you know what I want to do this week? Um, I want to drown some puppies, so let's just let our dog, no, <laughs> in three months' time, I want to drown some puppies, so let's let our dog go out there and uh, impregnate another dog so I can get some puppies to drown. Yes, that's not the intent. And it's still not okay. No. But yeah, and it is, it is, it is interesting. It's a difficult, difficult thing as an expat, as a digital nomad, even just someone who who travels on on holiday to to certain destinations. It's a difficult thing to sometimes reconcile. It's a difficult thing to understand how to navigate. It's a difficult thing to know how to react to. But I think it's regardless of 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 where you are in the world and what your views are. The reality is, there's a difference between sitting in and just kicking off because someone's got a different opinion to you or a different way of life to you or actually having the the integrity and the fucks let's be honest to do something about it we know people who have set up who have set up dog shelters melissa who featured on the podcast not so long ago has, has set up a cat rescue service she fosters cats all the time we know people who have like um Michelle, who rescued Peanut, who spends her months, weeks going to the pounds and finding the puppies that she thinks she can rehome. They're the people that have the right to be outraged. They're the people that are trying to actually change it. And that's the thing to aspire to, I think, as an expat or as a digital nomad or someone who travels a lot, is rather than being outraged, think about what you could possibly do to just change one situation. Whether that's rescuing a dog, whether it's fostering a dog, whether it's having a frank conversation about somebody with somebody about your political views and, and why their political views are, are, are opposite and that's uncomfortable. I think it's not enough to just say, well, baby, it's cold outside is, an, is a terrible song about non-consent and we should not listen to it anymore. It's like, well, no, let's use it to have that conversation. Let's use it to try and educate men, especially, although I'm sure it happens with women as well, why that type of behavior is not okay. Now, I'm going to play devil's avocado here with you for a second. (laughs) But what we're talking about there is someone from a different country with different values coming to a, coming to, so someone from an expat coming to a different country and explaining why their way of things are is better. Now, the pushback that that militant Islamists get... Islamists? Am I saying that right? Islamic people? I don't know what your point is, but yes. <laughs> get by coming over to, for example, the UK mm-hmm. and saying, this is the way that we believe it should be done, 
and then doing it in the UK and then being described as terrorists or, you know, that they can't, they don't know how to treat women, etc., etc. Now, I know it is, a, I'm, I'm deliberately being contentious here, but you've got to remember that if you are coming from the UK, US, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, anywhere really, and your belief is that dogs are being mistreated over here, then as Leanne said, it's a great way, a great way to do it is to treat the problem, Mm -hmm. is to go in there and try and save dogs, try and rescue dogs, try and look after dogs. But to come across here and start preaching that your way, Croatia, I'm sorry, I'm picking your lot, Croatia, but your way, Croatia, of training a dog outside is wrong, is that not the same as someone from... Uzbekistan coming across to the UK and say and and saying the way that you treat your women is wrong. Yeah, I think so. And I think one of the things that I have and I, what I really enjoy actually about doing the podcast is we get to speak to lots of different people from lots of different demographics and, and places in the world and understanding how they they deal with these issues when when mm-hmm. they travel. Um, we consider ourselves allies of the LGBTQ plus community. We 100%. have many friends, family members, loved ones um, who are members of that community and we admire them, love them, try and learn from them. Yes, it's champion just them. champion them, absolutely. And when we did the podcast with Brent and Michael, and I think I think this made it into the edit, but we we had lots of conversations as well as we went through. So it's mm. difficult. I think we we're probably on for about an hour and a half with them, weren't we? So it's just sorry to stop you. People who haven't heard the podcast, Brent and Michael are. Um, so Brent and Michael are a gay digital nomad couple from the US who are currently in Croatia. Actually, they're in Split, but when we spoke to them, they were in Istanbul. Mm-hmm. But they've travelled to many many places all over the world. Um, very very inspiring couple. Um, their story is brilliant. Go back and listen to the episode. Check out their blog. They've been married like five times for various reasons and <laughs> legality changes. Um, it's a it's a true story of just just love and adventure and just it's just really inspirational. Um, but one thing that we spoke to them about because they were in Istanbul at the time. They've been to many of the countries as well where homosexuality isn't illegal, but it is very much frowned upon. There are consequences to living that life. And I found that really like, I don't want to say difficult to get my head around, but like, like, okay. So if I struggle to try and rationalize that in my head as a straight woman who is it, who thinks themselves as an ally, how do you, how do you navigate that as a gay couple? And one thing that they said to us, that I'd never really considered in this way but I think is what we're talking about in a similar vein is that they said we don't go to a country to try and change the minds of the straight people who have an issue with um homosexuality the dog was whining sorry okay (laughs) trying to get I'm trying to very very (laughs) softly keep him quiet because you're making a great point and uh I've I fucked it yeah um yes so what they said is rather than go to a country and try and change the minds of the straight people, mm-hmm. they go to a country that is experiencing that time at that type of climate politically and seek out the LGBTQ plus community, mm-hmm. learn from them about their experiences, learn how they support each other and learn how Brent and Michael as allies can support them. And their blog talks a lot about these issues. They've been featured a lot in different publications around the world. 
And I think that is such a positive way to flip the argument. Like rather than saying, well, let me be outraged by your opinion and tell tell you why you're wrong, or even try and sit here and understand you, let me actually go to the people that those opinions are marginalizing and let me understand how to help them. And I thought that was the coolest thing in terms of a coping mechanism to try and, and it is difficult when you're when you're in a country that has very different views to you. Mm-hmm. It's such a positive way to influence that. I totally agree. And I think I'm going to finish up, if we can, on, um, I'm going to ask this analogy. It's not really an analogy in that this is what's happened. Um, it happens to me quite a lot. As a marketing consultant, people come to me. And I've had a couple of people who come to me who are militant vegan. Um, now we're not vegan we're not even vegetarian we're not even pescatarian uh, love love meat love dairy etc etc but they've come to us and they've said my what said what's your mission says, my mission is to make the world vegan and i've just thought that's not possible first of all it might be over the next 200 years but it'll, it'll long be long after you're dead um and secondly you shouldn't be trying to make the world vegan. You should be trying to make vegetarians vegan because they're already on the way. They're yeah, already yeah. off that way of thinking. So don't concentrate your advertising money on going, I want to educate the world on how terrible it is that cows die so we can eat them. As a meat eater, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about that. Well, I do actually, but <laughs> let's just assume that I'm a militant meat eater and I'm like, I don't care. So. But instead, if I'm a vegetarian, it's much easier to convince me to be a vegan. So exactly what Leanne just said. So instead of going there and finding someone who's kicking a dog in in an alley or something and going, you shouldn't be doing this, you know, all right, yes, that's probably an example. You probably should be saying that. But at the same time, you know, go and find the people who are sympathetic to your cause, who might be who might be able to help you. Does this make any sense, Leanne? I'm not yes, sure if you're... like if you're, if you're in a place for, if you're in Spain for three months and want to meet some people, go and volunteer for local dogs shelter. Influence it in that way. Do what Michael and, and Brent do and try and find those, those communities that need the support of, mm-hmm. that need allies. You know, it's it, even, you know, looking back to some of the guests that we've had on, um, expat pat who is in south korea we talked a lot on that episode about how mental health is is perceived very differently in south korea it's seen very much as a it's not a valid medical issue it's a sign of weakness it's Mm -hmm. and and he is navigating that and trying to positively influence it by using his instagram and tiktok to talk about how he manages his mental health in south korea the access that you, you know, to support services you can find. And I think that is just the, uh, you know, to have the foresight and the time and to, the, fox. <laughs> the fox to approach a, an opinion, a political opinion or a cultural opinion that you want to change in such a positive way. It's, it's flipping the problem. How can I help the people that are already in this country that feel the mm-hmm. same? Mm-hmm. You know, like you said about the, veg- the vegetarians, how can I appeal to these people and, and support these people that are battling these issues with the same opinions I have in their own country? I because think you it. think you're outraged and offended. They're the people that should be outraged and offended. And just to finish off, because we're on 26 minutes here, but just to, this has been a rant, hasn't it? <laughs> it has but, been a bit ranty. <laughs> but, but just to finish off, 
first of all, who the fuck are you to come over and speak a different language and be the and be the spokesperson for this cause that you believe in? Fuck off. There are people in the country who speak the who speak the local language who've been campaigning for years. So go and support them. Yes. Don't don't let your ego get in the way. Don't try and make everyone vegan. Go and find people. Go and find the Linda McCartney's, or maybe not now, but go and find the Linda the modern Linda McCartney's who are already have the voice, who already have the audience. Don't try and build yourself because you want to be because of ego. Just go and help people. Support them in the background. Shut the fuck up and. Let's just, you, you probably will make a difference that way. Definitely. And, and you I won't think get it's shot. still, yes. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? Don't, don't be a keyboard warrior. Don't be that mm-hmm. person on the expat Facebook group that's oh, kicking off because hell. someone's been misogynistic or homophobic. And not that that's cool, it's absolutely not. But you're, you're, you're kicking off to the wrong people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're kicking off to, people in your own community like like yeah just there are more positive ways of, of reacting to it of supporting the people that really need the support who's who those those political opinions and laws let's be honest the people there are people in that country that's really affecting not you coming from your place of privilege mm-hmm. having an opinion about it absolutely don't campaign for veganism outside a steak restaurant because they don't give a shit about you. Um, go and find a vegetarian restaurant. Anyway, right. I think I've, I've extended that analogy as much as we possibly can. It's a, that was a good analogy, though. It's a good well, it was analogy. good at the beginning, and then it got a little bit stretched. Dead horse springs to mind. Okay. But you know what? Just I think just to finish off, we I think we, we maybe experience it a bit more as expats or digital nomads or travelers because the the differences in in liberal views versus conservative views is so very obvious Mm -hmm. but let's be honest we've all been through the last five years (laughs) where politically the divisions are real and between trump brexit boris johnson and the pandemic we're divided enough already right absolutely so let's look at ways that we can find our communities help our communities become positive allies and you know, try and do our bit. Exactly. Using the political analogy, go for the swing votes. Don't go for the militant Trumps or the militant Bidens. They've made their mind up. They've made their mind up. Mm. Anyway. Okay, so, well, that took a turn, didn't it? It did get a bit serious, and I hope we haven't said anything that... No, I take that back. I was about to say, I hope we haven't said anything that offends somebody, but I hope we have, mm. because that sparked a conversation with you and maybe somebody else. And that is important, right? If you think we said something something wrong, just contact us on Instagram. Tell Educators. us. And we have, and we do something about it, you know? Yeah. We actually had someone contact us back over the summer um, with one of our episodes. And she was a lovely, lovely lady and, and presented her, her, what's the right word? Point of view. Complaint. Okay, complaint, yeah. <laughs> Very politely. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically just said that the way that we'd we'd structured the show notes was somewhat misogynistic and, and we would interview a couple. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. If that's how it, it's perceived, that is not our intention, so we will make the changes necessary. So yeah, if we've said something that pisses you off, brilliant. Let us know why. Educate us on why we pissed you off and maybe we'll learn something. And just remember, it could be like that song from the 1944, which was 
older than most of it, well, older than my parents, probably older than some of your grandparents, which was, was just to tell people to piss off at the end of a night because they've had enough. Mm. And now people are looking at it in a totally different light. So if we've said something or anyone says anything, in fact, you know what? Great advice. If anyone says something that just you think that's not cool, just stop for a second and go, did they really mean that? Or is it the way that I'm interpreting it? Yes. And I think step two is then to ask the person, am I, am I interpreting this incorrectly or did you mean it like that? And I think, you know, it's... And step three, set fire to the house. Yeah. Yeah, that's simple. Yeah. Right. Should we call it a, <laughs> should we call it a night? God, we've gone 30 minutes, Leanne. I know. I know. And I think, I'm sure that people will be listening to this and, and think we're talking shite or, or missing the point. But I think it's just important to have the conversations and our experiences and encourage people to get in touch and educate us more because none of us are perfect absolutely not and um the best we can do is try and learn from each other right talking of learning from each other perhaps tomorrow we should try and limit our episode to about 17 minutes <laughs> like we aim to rather than twice today we should lighten the mood a little bit tomorrow. maybe so do we know what we're doing tomorrow or is it is all a surprise to everyone it's a surprise to all of us lovely so we're gonna have a drink in the afternoon work out what we're gonna do and then we'll come to you tomorrow either Lucid or not, depending on how many uh, Sambucas Leanne's had. <laughs> oh, God. Just a joke. I don't Just think a joke. so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye-bye.